talking about the young style. One, two. Hello, check hello. Okay, the waveforms look huge and beautiful. Do All you right. have a limiter on your preamps? No. Do I need to do it? No, because you never peak. Oh, I actually, I think it does have some sort of, well, no, it just has like a tube drive and a gain knob, but. How, even when you're like, ah! like <laughs> it never peaks. I've seen it. I've seen it be a, a block. So I've seen it like yeah, chop off. But, but like it, when I import it in Pro Tools, like I'm always going in the red and you never hit the red. I hate your lighting is so good. I look like a tomato. I was about to say I look so pale compared to you. <laughs> I am famously I'm very tan right now because I again famously the day that I got my second COVID shot I went to the beach and got sunburnt to fucking back so <sighs> Carl oh my god that reminds me I am like steps away from a freaking swimming pool <laughs> oh my god so like I knew there was a swimming pool at this complex I didn't mm -hmm. know there were two of them and I like went online to look at a map of the apartment complex because I was like, I remember there being like a vegetable garden somewhere. And I was like, I wanted to find that. I went exploring. I turned left out my door instead of right. And I look over and the second pool is like right there. I just have to like go down the stairs. <laughs> Becca, that is crazy. You're literally, you truly are steps away. You have the closest apartment to the pool. And it's like the the less popular pool because the other one's like where the office is, which is like the only one I knew about. And then this one is like hidden away. Gaggy to think there's two. What? I said it's gaggy to think that there's two pools at this apartment I know. Complex. And one was like in the house the whole time it you it's inside your house <laughs> it's actually in your living room becca you should really look around more um okay hi welcome oh to God, a rock star it sucks bird. my is name is carl cute <laughs> you may know me from my various music projects museum mouth gave me and my slight involvement with the band say anything my name is Becca High, and I am losing my mind over this bird that is in the background of Carl's <laughs> audio. Um. <sighs> she sounds gorgeous. Oh. Um, oh, I also, I meant to actually intro the pod differently, because I'm realizing now we're on, what, 24 episodes, and we've never really said, like, what the podcast is about. Has that ever dawned on you? People should just know. I mean, it does say on the little graphic, but that is hard to read. And also mm -hmm. people, I think, I truly think no one's really coming across this organically. I think it's very much like a, a market where people know what it is. But um, if you're just now joining us for some godforsaken reason, uh, this is a podcast where two friends review the iTunes library of their teenhood. Just so you know. Um, <laughs> that bird. <laughs> that I think she sounds, she's literally putting on a show, Becca. Live music is not dead. <laughs> it's happening in Southport, North Carolina. Birds. I already hate birds and them. Just like the sounds they make just adds on top of my hatred for them. <laughs> 
I did something. I did something cursed on Instagram, and now my explore tab is just bird content. Mostly, it's parakeets Ghost, <laughs> and like, cockatiels. Scared away. I can't scare. It's. I don't know what tree it's in. Just like yell out your window. Do you want me to close that window? I can close one window. Please. Okay. <laughs> I have not heard a word he has said. All I've heard is that fucking bird. Thank you. Bless. Anything for you, Becca. <laughs> All right. So the two of us and the bird are gathered here today on Zoom to discuss a little album called Writer's Block by Peter, Bjorn, and John. Uh, this record came out originally in Sweden, I believe, in 2006, but is a U.S. release in 2007. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Cool, 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 cool. Also, on the wiki, they show alternate cover art, which I guess was later used for a remix album, and it's of the same thing, but it's just at night, and the font is different. And it's really pretty. Wait, <laughs> I have the wiki open. For the album? Where's my mouse? Okay. Becca has two screens now, listeners. She's famously always losing her mouse now. Mm. Oh. Isn't I that cool? I didn't even like, pay attention to that. I also didn't know it was like supposedly a pun. Like, writer's block, the concept, but like they're talking about a block, like a street. Oh, where a bunch of artists live. Yeah. Wow, I did. I didn't know that till right now. I think I read I, that on the wiki. Well, I have the wiki open, but I have not looked at it at all. In fact, I readers in a moment of utter transparency, I didn't know what album we were doing this week until yesterday. And probably he was two the one hours. Who chose it. <laughs> <laughs> probably two hours before we were supposed to record. I texted back. I said, "What are we supposed to be listening to?" And yes, I did choose it. Um, but here we are today, and God, this album is, spoiler alert, very fun. It's so, it's flawless, basically. It's really, truly, I hadn't listened to it in years and years and years, because this band has put out a lot of music, and I think this record just made such a good impression on me when it first came out that I, like, kind of, like, you know, hopefully woefully blissfully just followed this band into everything they've put out since and haven't really had a ton of interest in revisiting the old stuff because everything else has been also cool um mm -hmm. but uh true, yeah, true. this is cool want to hear um something about this band and how dumb i am of course <laughs> so only recently in doing my research did i realize it was three people I always oh. thought, because there's no commas, okay, blame <laughs> blame the grammar, okay? I thought it was Peter, first name, last name, Bjorn, and John. Mononym John. Yes. Okay, I'm addicted to that. That's really cool, actually. Oh, my God. I didn't know the drummer. The drummer is the one that I, like, always left out in terms of picturing them as a band. It was just like the two brunettes. Oh, yeah, with the shaggy hair. Yeah, because they basically look the same. <laughs> they really are incredibly similar. Um, I feel like I this was one of those bands that once they popped up on my radar, they like would not go away. Also, sorry, the cats are going yeah, absolutely Yeah, <laughs> They're just chasing each other around like lunatics. Um, 
one of them is it is it peter one of them is like a music producer in sweden oh yeah i read that somewhere i did not take note of who it actually was he um i think it's peter he produced uh that first really really good licky lee album youth novels i think Mm, i'd believe that it like has sonic qualities very similar to this album in my opinion and kind of like the things that those that these three people like i don't know how to find out yeah oh it's bjorn it's bjorn yidling bjorn who i didn't know i didn't know that was the first name he's the drummer bjorn is oh okay well i don't i'm asking oh you. i don't know what they do in this band Let me see. <laughs> Sometimes um, when a band is so good, you don't really care who's doing what. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. He has a wiki. Um, wiki Lee, Franz Ferdinand. Wow. Oh, he's he's the, he plays bass. Oh. Uh, is that him who sings on Amsterdam? I, I am the I'm wrong just... person to be asking about who each of these people are. Like three white guys. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> And they're all Swedish, like. <laughs> yeah, we should have done. Our, I personally should have done more homework in this in dealing with this album because it is something I have been very passionate about in the past. Uh, but returning to it at thirty, I'm like, oh uh, yeah, I like this album. <laughs> the drummer kind of looks like you. Oh God, I. Whenever anyone says this to me, I go through a tizzy Crisis. of feelings. I truly <laughs> spiral out of control. Hold on, I have to burp. Uh, oh my god <laughs> i said excuse me um <laughs> hold on i want to see I'm what like, he looks like i feel like i'm one of those few people that think burps are gross no definitely a lot of people i'm gonna google real quick what he looks like <laughs> oh okay i'll take this as a compliment he's handsome yeah he i think is yeah he is like the best looking out of the three of them in, I actually, in my opinion i low-key agree with you the other two they just something. have like i think it's a matter of taste like they look a lot like what's his face uh that actor from no country for old men javier bardem yeah yeah Bar- I, bardem i think is how the public oh. has convinced me you have to say that oh. i don't i could be totally wrong they do look like that, though. I will agree with that. Um, okay, shout. Wait, let's. Did you did you happen to do any um, any? Well, wait, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm forgetting how to do this podcast. He's <laughs> I, like, I do look like the drummer, and he's hot. I'm but they're also. I have come across some photos of him, and just googling that I'm perturbed by now. Oh so no! I'm, I'm just truly. He looks like. Um, oh God, what is that actor's name? Who plays like the evil guy in a lot of things? Oh, great, um, Becca! Oh God, and he has a great voice, though, like speaking voice. Um, oh my God, I can't even like come up with anything that's like remote to the name I'm trying to think of. Well, okay, listeners, if you know of a famous actor with a great voice who plays the evil guy in a lot of things, it, let Becca wait, know who hold it on. is. No, I almost said Peter Skarsgård, but it's not him. Um, 
And I can't even think of a movie. I'm sure it'll hit me in the middle of us talking. Okay, Slay, I love this concept. Okay, so Becca, what was life like for you in 2007 when this album came out? I had to do the math and I was 14. And um, (laughs) it's one of those years I don't remember. Like freshman and and sophomore year of high school, I don't really remember. but I do remember listening to this album a lot junior year when we took a a class trip to Amsterdam and Belgium. And I literally had this album like on my iPod on repeat during so that trip. You you could say baby went to Amsterdam. Yeah. No, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm literally like going to Amsterdam. Play Amsterdam. <laughs> That is iconic behavior. Yeah. Um, what about you? I was I was 16 when this album came out. I definitely found out about this album through the success of Young Folks. Uh, and I, I was definitely still in... Uh, I feel like I was like closing the door on my big music video obsession because famously over time music videos became less and less available on tv but i remember being like gagged by the music video for young folks and being like wow this opening little drum fill the digga 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 i'm like wow this sounds so fun i want to learn how to play this now yesterday um it's it was cool it was like an instant sort of like i am my interest is peaked um, I'm gonna mention because I'll probably forget, but that drum fill in the beginning is influenced uh-huh. directly influenced by some old Daft Punk song that they heard, and they were just like, "We want to create this like ridiculous drum fill to open the track with like this Daft Punk punk song." Um, there's a song Exploder episode. I was gonna say, yeah. did you listen to the song Exploder for this? Yes, yeah. which like. We'll get into it. But I was like, where have I learned so much about this song? And then I was like, oh, yeah, I listened to, like, the Song Exploder episode, which is one of the better ones, because they actually talk about, like, how they created the sounds that are in the song, which is all I want. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Song Exploder, getting it a band like that, a band that has, like, produced their own album, is, like, chef's kiss. Yeah. Like, you can't beat that. Like. Like, I would, like, pick and choose and most of the time be really disappointed in episodes because they wouldn't go into, like, the production of it. They would, like, skim the surface of, like, the songwriting process. And I'm like, I don't care about that. Yeah, I definitely do the same. I I go, typically, I, like, start with artists I like with that show. And then I, like, work, choose artists that I think, like, have interesting sounds. And then that's where you, after that point is where it gets a little, like could be anything yeah i hate when you get it and it's just like like no offense to dua lipa and i, I was she about to also, say <laughs> she has a the she also has like an episode of the show and they're both compelling but it's just like different when it's like a pop star who's just kind of like talking about like their process in like you know absorbing this song yeah. and kind of like writing their own vocals over like the track i'm like i don't now, Boring. I do, I do more work than you, so yeah. I don't care about that. And so. I don't get paid shit. So. Yeah, I do way more work than you for us, truly a fraction of the, the coin, mama. Um, but anyway. Anyways. Um, <laughs> anyway. Until, like, review land, I don't mm-hmm. have anything in my notes except for Pitchfork gave it an 8.5. Best new music, baby. Best new music, baby. And, like, overall, 
very well received and reviewed. This is the first release by this band that was reviewed by Pitchfork, but it's not their first release. It's their third. That's crazy. And before this album, they were gonna break up and they were like let's put out one more album and if nothing happens like that's it and then this album became hugely successful and they continued on that is inspiring uh gaggy because apparently before their previous two albums were did not sound like this it did not have the sound it was more like guitar forward and like just i don't know i haven't listened to them so i don't know okay i'm curious yeah because i've definitely done everything after this album but i've not done anything before this album so that is i'm curious now as well there are definitely songs on this album that are guitar forward though oh my god i like forgot that like that there was like capital r rock songs um but i feel like that's a perfect segue into digging into the track listing you ready am i ever <laughs> okay so the album opens with a very short little instrumentally gig that is, sounds mostly just like people shuffling around um and the track is called writer's block yes there's an ambient tune of young folks being played on piano and that's basically we're getting a snippet of the origins of young folks of those chords being played on piano. That's how it was originally, that's where that idea sparked for that song. That's literally, I love this world building that they're doing already. It is apparently like a concept album. Interesting. I forget where I read that, but it's uh, the concept is the beginning and end of a relationship. Well, I do think it is fun that this album has a track called roll the credits but it's not the last song and right. i was like "Ooh, i'm curious about this yeah 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 i was i was like that that solely alone gives you like concept album vibes mm-hmm. um but okay so the first real song is track two and the song is called objects of my affection and wow what a fucking song oh uh, yeah um remember uh, I'm trying to find the genius, my genius page. I have a thousand tabs open, of course. Um, <laughs> but remember, I use this song as reference to convey to you what kind of drums I had in mind for a sweetheart song. Was it for Sunroof? Yes. Okay, I was gonna say this reminds me of Sunroof. Yeah, for sweetheart. I directly referenced this. As like, I want the drums to sound like this. <laughs> <laughs> They're like kind of marching bandy. Like a, it's like a waltzy sort of. I was curious how you band. felt about the drums on this album because I, of course, did not realize there's not that many cymbal hits in this on this album. <laughs> and I found I out the it, reason why though. Wait, why? It's because of the acoustic space they were in recording and cymbal okay. hits just straight up did not sound good in the space they were in. I believe that completely. They can make or break a drum recording and I feel like a lot of people hate Museum Mouth because I just like persist with the cymbal hits even though I'm never recording in the space that sounds good. That's not true, Popcorn Fish. We recorded those drums in a studio, but... Um, yeah, I don't. I could definitely see that. I think the drums are so. In general, with this band, their sonic palette is so tasteful and so cool that like a lack of cymbal hits is not going to be something I notice. It's like 
jarring and obvious and strange when it's like a heavy rock song like fucking heart in your heartbreak by paints of being pure at heart where you're just like <laughs> why does this sound like no other rock song in the history of rock songs mm-hmm. um but objects of my affection holy shit so i this is a song i more or less forgot it even existed at all and then the minute i turned on this album i was like I feel like I was getting shot with a gun. I was like, oh my god, this song is so good. Like, just to to recall this song, I'm like, life can be fun. There's a huge truck driving by outside right now, sorry. Um, oh, I don't hear it. It's really windy here, so I hear wind. I hear wind. I hear wind, the name of my next album. I will say there are, there. if I have one critique, I think this song is absolutely flawless, and amazing if there was one little wart on this song i don't like the fact that the opening lines both end with the phrase a long time ago (laughs) i remember when when i first moved here a long time ago because i'd heard some song i used to hear back then a long time ago i'm like bitch we know when you heard it it was a long time ago (laughs) that's just me being truly cruel but that is i have i do take i do take um what is that called when you take and you don't like it (laughs) what a hot take no (laughs) it's like it's a yucky sounding word like i take something i'm gonna google synonyms for say what what it means again like i i have a conflict with that it's it's a word that sounds like error but it's not error I do conflict. Take... Oh, you just said conflict. <laughs> that feel when you're not listening, <laughs> um, but are listening. I can't remember what it's called. I'm gonna say take. Oh, this is actually me. impossible to Google. Take on me. Okay, I'm gonna talk about this song. Yeah, um, please. I while I'm, you're I'm doing idiot. your research, um, well, I'm stuttering. It's my, like my, this. <laughs> this song is so like heavy and full, but somehow like it goes so hard but isn't hard you know like yeah it it kind of has like um what is that genre of music shoegaze (laughs) don't you think it kind of like has shoegaze tendencies i don't know what is shoegaze what are genres what are genres um i sure um but like god also just the the subject matter is just like about like getting older and uh the line but of course some days i just lie around and hardly exist was like a big relate to me back in the day and i'm pretty sure i had that as like a like myspace profile quote at one point um like it's just and the question is was i more alive than than i am now i happily have to disagree i laugh, I laugh more, more often, often now i, I cry, cry more, more often, often now. now i am, I am more, more me. me and there's like even like distant whistling in the background it's like kind of laggy too i like love it it's so good yeah it it is very good i love it i think uh does this song fuck i literally think this song fucks yeah yeah i think i have to say that it fucks damn dude 
I love that. First real song on this album, and we get a fuck sound of Becca. All right. This album Track- is very good. And it is so good. It is very good, and I still listen to it to this day. It's timeless. It, I, it's one of, I would say it's one of the most important albums probably in my life. <laughs> Becca, I love this. Because oh I am God. just like, I'm so familiar with it. And like every song and just like, <sighs> yeah. Oh, this is so. Okay, listeners, if you're one of the many listeners that says Becca hates all the albums we do. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? It's like, oh my god, Becca can like be earnest about something. <laughs> what? <laughs> I listened listening back to the ep with Summer from last week. I was like, man, it is funny how like right off the bat she's talking about how much she loves this band and like truly just minute one, Becca's like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> uh, yep. That's what I'm here for. It's good stuff. Okay, so track three is a really underground song that you definitely have never heard <laughs> called Young Folks. I know all about this song from the Song Exploder. Yeah, famously before we start digging in, if you have not listened to the episode of Song Exploder, the podcast about this song, it is incredibly enlightening and anything we say about this will probably just be directly from that. Also, um, I'm amazed listening to that episode like they're from Sweden. Their first mm-hmm. language is obviously Swedish, but they know English words like better than I do. They're like, yeah, we got like, what's the word? Like, is this a word accolades? And I'm like, never have I ever used the word accolades in my life. Like, get out of here. <laughs> That's really funny. Well, I think famously in Sweden, like songwriting is a heavily awarded craft. I remember, like, being obsessed. I had, like, a huge phase as a teen where, like, all the bands I loved were Swedish, which is just a weird thing. Um, So when everyone got really into it, when everyone got, like, super into Max Martin and being like, Swedish producers are the best producers. I'm like, bitch, I've been new. But anyway, um, like, Maya Iverson from The Sounds, the front woman of that band, is, like, an incredibly awarded performer. And then also her two bandmates, like, uh, Jesper and Felix, who are, like, the two, like, main songwriters in that band, are also incredibly awarded. It's, like, their wikis are, like, long in terms of accolades. So Mm. um, they'd be taking that shit seriously over there. But I do love that that is something you noted. Yeah. I think it's iconic that this song was in a different key and got pitched all the way the fuck up to where it is. I think that is so cool. And it's funny because, like, the drums the drums are the telltale sign of that. The drums are tuned so high in this song. But it makes complete sense when you find out that it was in a much... It was recorded at a much different frequency. <laughs> yeah. And it was all for Victoria Bergsman. Yeah. The famously of the singer. <laughs> famously of the Shout Out Louds. A great, they never great band. credit her. They're like so Victoria Bergsman of Con the like Concrete is in the name. Oh, oh, is she from the Concretes? Yeah. Is she not from the Shout Out Louds? Am I am I having like a okay? Berenstein? Then okay, okay. Then yes, because I never saw Shout Out Louds. I only saw the Concretes. Why did I think it? The Concretes are a great band. 
Oh my god, the concretes are amazing. Wow. Oh my god, I feel like a fool. I mean, Where did I, it's it's what? like Swedish bands. Like very, I even like make a shout out louds reference in one of these songs. Um, well, that makes sense. You are then, not a but... fool to like confuse <laughs> who, wow. what band this this Swedish woman is from. The the first Concrete's album, self titled, is. So, oh I've never God. listened to them. I feel like you would shit your pants to foreign country. That song is so. I'll have to. It's listen. a really short song, but it's like really beautiful. Okay. Wow. Okay. Gaggy. Um. Also, they didn't use a click or any sort of loop for this song, for the drums. <laughs> I, as a drummer, that makes me nauseous. Oh, man. Um, I love the story in Song Exploder. They're like, one of the members, was, I guess it's the drummer, was part of a percussion ensemble. And they were like, yeah, we stole the bongos from his uh, percussion ensemble to record for this song (laughs) makes sense um and then they also answer i was like what is that like accent sound you hear it's like bells yeah Yeah. and then they answer it for me in the episode and it's a tubular bells um it's a glissando with sticks on the side of um tubular bells like like the round thing yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are cool. That's that sound is so like symphonic sounding. And I fucking love this band because they do shit like that. Yes. Where it's they, like the foley artist inside me is like, yeah. They. <laughs> Becca's having an iconic bang moment. <laughs> Damn, I fucking be loving when you have a good bang. Moment. I am. You talk about how you can close your window. I am <laughs> sweating right now. <laughs> peace, love, ecstasy. Peace, love, ecstasy. What were you gonna say? I don't fucking remember. Uh, I, literally... I was saying how I love this band for like doing cool oh, experimental yeah. shit like that. Well, the album right after this is an instrumental album. Yes. That is so cool. I am obsessed with it. Might be my favorite thing this band has put out. Like it's just so like you could you see you literally see their brains working on that album and just kind of like what they like as like a sonic palette. And it is so it's so satisfying because it's not necessarily the most common of sounds, but it, they're like mostly acoustic sounds, so they're like very human in presentation, and they're just so they're just like, like using them in creative ways. Yeah, it's really they're literally this band is full of geniuses. Oh yeah, and part of the percussion, which like I I ha- I'll have to like go back and listen, but apparently it's just two boots against a laminate floor with spring reverb on the. Okay, wow, I want to find that. Yeah. That sounds cool. <laughs> the song, I mean, how iconic is this song? I mean, come on. Also, the it's... fact that they were still able to, like, whistle that tune live after pitching it up. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. Also, whistling into a microphone, we both know, is very hard. Oh, my God. No, no. No, 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 no. All right. Wow. I think the song absolutely rocks. Uh, yeah. This is a song that basically saved them as a band. 
because they talk about how they were going to break up because their music wasn't really going anywhere. And one of them DJed at a club and they put this song on before they even like actually released it. And a bunch of people kept coming up being like, what is this song? Like, we need to know it. And then they were like, okay, like, I guess we have something here. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so awesome. This song fucks. This song does fuck. This song absolutely fucks. Also, real quick before we move on, the one comment, oh, the top comment on Genius just says FIFA 08 memories. Oh my God. (laughs) I know, reading the credits for like a lot of these popular songs or like these songs that became part of the culture, Mm -hmm. um, so many of them show up on like FIFA and like those sports video games where I'm like, what like why how does that work (laughs) i whoever's music director for those games is just like pulling from what's cool and i think that's really cool and i think that the budget is probably high so it's probably a good payout for the artist well as a former employee of ea (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i was on the edge of my seat waiting for that i don't want to get sued um yeah okay definitely all right so track three, Fox. Track four, Becca's Anthem, a song called Amsterdam. <laughs> More whistling. <laughs> yeah. This song, I just want to say straight up, up front, this song, there's something about this song sonically that makes it one of the most satisfying songs I think I've ever heard. I think it has to do with the tone of Bjorn's voice. Okay. It's like so perfectly monotone, and I am, I am, the, I literally get my rocks off to a monotone singing voice. It is my <laughs> bread butter, my zhush. It is everything to me. Um, it does something to me inside, and th- it's just this song is great. Yeah, I think the mixing on this is genius. Um, like the shaker and bass on this song are very dry, but then like the vocals and the piano and like other percussion in the background is more like lo-fi and reverby. Mm-hmm. And I mean, ugh, even like the beat is just like boom, 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 boom. Like, it has swag. Like it's very. I hate making this reference, but like Matt and him. But um. <laughs> I did not expect you to say that. But yeah, it does kind of have that vibe. Yeah, but like it's cooler coming from like a couple of Swedes being like, "Baby, you went to Amsterdam. She put a little money in a traveling." <laughs> Becca says, if you're a punk in New York and you're writing songs with swag, eat shit and die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, the chorus, like, the... I, I, I guess the O, it's some kind of stupid rule part. I would consider that the chorus. Oh, Am I crazy? It's some kind of stupid rule, rule. that, <laughs> that you like can't ignore. The notes for that part are, like, a little creepy. Okay. It's like yeah, yeah. It's like this song is just so good. This song is like so. This song feels like um, what movie is this? Is so fucking pitiful. What movie is it where Jennifer Lawrence's character is talking about um perfume that has like kind of like a nasty smell to it? What? God, am I fucking crazy? I think is it in Silverline's playbook? 
Um, Silver Linings Playbook. Silver Linings Playbook. I saw that film. I read the book before I saw the film. And they change a lot of things in the movie. Obviously. Okay, it's either <laughs> it's either that or mother. I feel like those are the two things I've seen her in that I like remember her being in. But she's like going on and on about or maybe it was like American Hustle. Is she in that? She is. I have not seen that. Okay. Or mother. I saw that movie in theaters with my mom because randomly my mom was like, I want to see that. And I was like, Oh my god, you want to go to the movie theater? Of course, let's go. We saw that in Gone Girl together. Wow. I can't I know. It's really it says a lot about her as a person, I think. <laughs> Um, or who she was as a person, but yeah, so I can't, anyway, whatever movie it is where Jennifer Lawrence is going off about how, like, she has a perfume scent that she likes, and she likes it because it has, like, undertones that are disgusting and, like, perverse, that is, like, how the song feels to me, where it's, like, it's sugary and sweet, but it has, like, these elements that are, like, a little subversive and weird. Much like Amsterdam itself. Never been. It is amazing. If I... <clears throat> if I ever like make enough money to go on vacation, I'm gonna visit my friend in Germany and probably like go back to visit Amsterdam because like even as a 16 year old, I was just like, this is fucking amazing. I still have a t-shirt that says I heart AM Sturdam, <laughs> like an I heart <laughs> NY shirt. That's really cute. I wear it to bed, but um, it is it's an amazing city. Ugh, I mean, I... Okay, what cycle of America's Next Step Model did they go to Holland in? It's a cycle with Marjorie. I know because they did the photo shoot in front of the windmill. Hold on. No idea. We they also did a like, photo shoot in the red light district. We went to... We took like a boat tour on the canal. And I remember eating this giant club sandwich. That was like the best sandwich I've ever had in my life. And I ate the whole thing. <laughs> And then we also, yeah, we went to Holland and went to, like, a cheese farm and, like, had the most amazing cheese I've ever had in my life. Also, just, like, the food over there is, like, it's all amazing. It's, oh, it's so good. Oh, I love that. It's cycle 11, by the way. Also, I'm pretty sure (laughs) me cutting you off to interject with that factoid probably might be the rudest thing I've ever done. No, no. (laughs) Becca's like, actually, I'm keeping a list of all the rude things you've done, and there's much more about that. You didn't even cut me off. I was, like, talking with uh, friends about how... Like being the youngest sibling, how they just constantly interrupt you. And it's just like (laughs) I've had full blown like meltdowns because of it where I'm just talking and they just like start talking over me. And I'm like, stop interrupting me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. I think Amsterdam actually fucks too. Yes, it does. It's my favorite song on this record. Okay. I it's hard for me to have a favorite. Like there there's multiple. But it's yeah. it's pro- it's one of my faves. Okay, wow. Track five is a song called Start to Melt. Um, I need to actually listen to just one second of this song. I also that's okay. love this song. It's probably one of my faves. Oh my god. Wow, 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 wow. Peter Bajorna John. <laughs> <laughs> Which like okay in the in the pitchfork review in parentheses they put PB and J yeah we know but like PB and J is not a thing in Europe so like I don't think that's intentional at all. Yeah, I doubt it. It just feels like they're listing up their names and this is how it rolled off the tongue the best. Yeah, 
People in Europe think PB&J is like a crazy concept. PB&J is one of those things that I like, but I never like remember that I like, so I never am making them for myself. <gasps> oh, wait, this song is so good. It's like my go-to lunch sometimes, and also like Uncrustables. <sighs> oh my God, Have you ever Becca. had an Uncrustable? I've- Becca, I'm a 30-year-old man living in the United States of America. I absolutely have had an Uncrustable. They're so good. They're like, it's, they're kind of fucked up. Like when you really think about it, it's kind of like the epitome of, or it's like the equivalent of going to like a gas station and buying one of those like fruit tart pastries that are 99 cents. It's very much that energy to me. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. She doesn't agree, listeners. No. You have to buy them in the freezer section. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. I wish there's definitely a word in another language that describes what you just did and why it's so funny. Idiotic. But I don't, I know, I don't think an American word can do it justice. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Uh, okay. okay. I will say, I think this is the first song outside of the instrumental intro that is not a banger but is still fucking good it's so good it like it hits all of my favorite things we've got we've got noise we've got (laughs) reverb we've got like some ambience and it's also heavy at the same time and it makes me want to cry and the other day when i was listening to this i was like why does this make me want to cry? And then I was like, oh, yeah, because I'm single as fuck. I mean, I'm reading it as someone who's very much in love, and it is going to make me cry. It's but also that's the like vocals. The, sweet, the sweetness of it. Yeah, it, it can go both ways. If the song is bisexual, it goes both ways. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think this song, the vocals are at like that, they're right at that level where it's, um, they're like not falsetto. But they're like at the top of like someone's what is the mid range called? Alto. It's not deep. Girl, I don't know. Girl, I don't, I don't know either. I hate acapella. I okay, Nick, my boy, my literal boyfriend is a acapella hoe, and it took it took him like probably like six months to tell me that, which I think is so funny. And then he was very embarrassed when he confessed, and then I immediately told the group chat we were in. But there's like <laughs> soprano. Alto. I'm gonna Google. What's it called when your voice is in the middle range? Just like normal. The vocals are right there. They're like on the cusp. Palo Alto. Soprano. Cricket. I think it's. I think it's soprano. (laughs) Did you hear my joke? What was your joke? I said Palo Alto. (laughs) Wait, why is that funny? Is that a place? She says with her little hand up. Because it's a city. <laughs> yes, but that's very funny. It's where I, our guest... Um, tenor. Tenor? Tenor. Is deep? It's the highest... Katie Chow tenor. is from Palo Alto. 
Oh, jinky. Well, oh, yeah, California, right? Yes. See, that's why it's not hitting me. But that's also a movie. Different. There's a movie of that name. Do you think I've seen it? It has Emma Roberts in it. <laughs> Crickets? <laughs> Anyway, anyway, this is all just to say, if you've never heard Start to Melt by Peter Beard and John, I A, recommend you listen to this whole record, but B, I recommend you listen to that song for a famous example of when your vocals are right there about to be falsetto, but they're not falsetto. I start to melt with your arms around my waist and your mouth starts to spell. And the words telling me to fade. Okay, now you don't even have to go listen to the song because Becca just performed it for you flawlessly. You're welcome. I think the song rocks. Oh, it it fucks. Okay, Becky. Oh my, the way I randomly picked this album and it's truly Becca's all-time fave. No, Carl had no idea this was such... An important album in my life. I remember, I know we've listened to this album together before, but I didn't, I guess I just, the memory is just lost of how much you love that. Also, I'm a very <laughs> private person. That's true. Um, I don't divulge all of my favorite albums in Becca, important. you'd be so, okay. I'm so sorry I just no, interrupted good. you. You're just good. like I said, I was going to tell you to this week. This week I did two iconically very funny, very Carl things and I didn't tweet about them. Isn't that amazing? I'm growing. You know what I did instead? I texted the people in my phone that I thought would think it was the funniest. Was I one of them? No, cuz I we've only texted about ice cream. Well, that is different, but yes, that is also funny. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm not more excited for you, but I don't get it because I don't have Twitter. Yeah, well, I just have an unhealthy relationship with that website, and I'm working on it. I think one of the funny things I did was I applied lube to a light bulb to get it into a light, like a globe. <laughs> what? So I have like a little. Into a globe. Okay, this is actually so funny because you texted me about wanting that pick, that little light that I have, that little round globe light. So I had a smart bulb that I really wanted to put in it, and it was just a little too big. So I like, I'm holding the globe in my left hand. I have the light bulb in my right hand. I stick it in. It doesn't fit. I wiggle it around. It doesn't fit. I take it out. I go get lube. I put a little bit of lube on the light bulb. Stick it back in. It doesn't fit. I wiggle it around, and it pops right in. Are you sure the lube did that? Yeah, the lube absolutely did that. Okay. Oh my god. I feel that like could... lube on a hard surface, like metal or a light bulb glass, is not going to work the same as like a quote unquote hard surface as like... <laughs> I'm like a dick! <laughs> Listener, she's talking about a dick! <laughs> oh my god, I just realized my windows are open. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, the cops are going to roll up any second. Be like, Carl, you're in Southport, North Carolina. You can't be screaming about things like this with your windows open. 
the other actually this is a perfect segue to the other funny thing that happened that i did not tweet about um my neighbor she's probably like in her 60s or 70s she came over today with her um her granddaughter because they wanted to feed the tortoise some dandelions and the tortoise is in the backyard now not in the front yard so i was like oh yeah come in like we'll just walk through the house and i'll show you where she is now and i'll show you how to use the gate if you want to use it um but (laughs) the like the maybe 30 seconds to 45 seconds to maybe a minute that they were in the house like chatting with me um (laughs) i endorse these strippers by Nicki minaj just playing in the background (laughs) god i like didn't think of i like it took me a minute to like realize it was happening and i was like giggling to myself while it was happening oh my god it's really funny yeah that's amazing so yeah so if you want to hear these funny stories you have to listen to my podcast and not check my twitter anymore (laughs) get carl off twitter listen to this podcast (laughs) it's really true um okay so uh up against the wall is that track six? Are we on track six? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Up against the wall. So I, is this, one of these songs is incredibly long and I didn't realize it until There's I was looking. There's a couple of incredibly long songs. Um, it, it It's seven minutes long. Okay. Yeah. This is the one that I, when I saw that number, I was like, whoa, I listened to that song twice today and it did not feel that long to me. Mm-hmm. It reminds me like the song makes you feel really lonely and it also reminds me of that silver sun pickup song lazy eye i meant to look it up because it's the only silver sun pickup song i know um, dude do you know there are people in this world that are incredibly passionate about that band isn't that random that is random um but like i, I believe it what it's like their most it's lazy eye probably it's their most popular okay yeah yeah yeah. lazy eye they're 1979 do you know that that band is really just like from the ground up a smashing pumpkins ripoff their initials are the same that as someone who just revealed to you that that lazy eye is the only silver sun pickup song i know (laughs) well yeah i had like a moment i think i was high like a couple years ago when i realized that they were like the same band and i'm like oh my god we're all buying into this and it's like a scam just like the bay area i love your vendetta against your home away from home i need to listen to just one (laughs) second of the song to find out if it's the right song i will for clarification i do love california as a state (laughs) but specific areas of it this isn't the song that they duet is it are we talking about peter bjorn and john yeah sorry yeah no this is just peter singing this song i love this song Mm -hmm. the background sounds are so good Mm -hmm. they kind of sound like the synth at the very beginning of fearless by the bravery which i love those twinkly synth sounds they're Um, so good at sounds they really, they know. I'm telling you, their palette is unfucking matched. They're just, oh, they're geniuses. The song is heartbreaking too. Mm-hmm. Lyrically. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm stuck thinking about right now? What? Who that actor is that I was trying to think. <laughs> no. Oh, God. 
Um, just one movie, just one movie that he's in. The genius is telling me that this song is a mild duet. A what? Oh duet? wait, no, 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 no. It's not. I'm reading it wrong. I just did some Bjorn erasure, like you like to do. <laughs> I thought it just said Peter and John at the top, but it turns out it's just saying that they sing all these verses. Guess I should have caught your call. Ugh, yeah. Ugh, burning and it's the same throughout. Like, there's not mm-hmm. really that much variation here, but like, it's so good that you don't notice. Yeah, a, a perfect song could literally be the one note the whole time. But like, if the songwriting is strong enough, it works. And the song is maybe three notes, but <laughs> uh, yeah, and like. Ugh, maybe we can make this work, but I just had to leave before it's getting worse. I don't know what Mm -hmm. you came here for. It's almost that I wish we hadn't met at all. Just, ugh, breakup songs. Yeah, it's truly so sad. And I love that it's like the drums are really like leading this song. Mm -hmm. It's like single note guitar stuff. It's so cool. God, I love this song. Honestly, the song fucks. The song fucks. Oh, wow. All right, track seven, Paris 2004. Um, I love how much this song cares about breakfast. <laughs> oh, this song is so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I had to like read for a second and then you get to the, I'm all about you. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, this part is so cute. Yeah. Um, what is that being played on? That little melody. Do I? Is it piano? Do do do. I thought it was like a stringed instrument. Oh yeah, it's like. It kind of sounds like harpsichord. Actually, it sounds like harpsichord. It could be like something like straight up string, but it's like, it sounds like harpsichord, and then it also sounds like that like repeating like hitting like dulcimer sort of sound mm-hmm. i could be totally off base maybe lute <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's what i was trying to think of i was like god what was that instrument that i did a deep dive into <laughs> lute it was the lute baby it's the yeah, lute baby it has like a harpsy sort of feel like a harp actual harp but i feel like it's harpsichord yeah. The song has like um Marie Antoinette vibes and not just because of the breakfast imagery and the harpsichord. It just Well, it's like very like we're in France or in Paris <laughs> or wherever. Oh yeah. Boulevard. Oh, no, but Is that then... a French word? Boulevard? Yeah. <sighs> Bitch, you act like I know I know fr- French. <laughs> You act like I know French, Becca. Whatever the accent is, you need to take it out back and shoot it. Um, my friends, right before I left, we were hanging out, and they kept asking me all these questions, like driving around Oakland, and I just kept answering, "Bitch, y'all act like I know." <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's actually German in etymology, but is used by the French. Boulevard. Um. <laughs> the speaker is reflecting on a romantic trip he had with his girl. With his girl, one up vote. <laughs> I think this song is like uh reading the lyrics is fucking me up. This song is making me want to get gay married. Yeah. Um later on though they do skip breakfast, 
which I don't understand. Can't relate. Can never. They just, they're so lost in each other's love. They need time to comprehend it. Um, the silence on my end is because I'm single and lonely as fuck. And I'm just like, mm. The silence on my end is I was about to explain that I just went on a romantic tryst and we had a day that was like this. We had we literally basically recreated the music video for this song where we had like a really cute breakfast day. And then the next day we were so hungover that we missed it. And all we did was lay in bed and whine at each other about how much we liked each other and how much we wanted to die because we were ill. <laughs> Becca has never looked at me with such disdain. And I have famously cut her off 100 times in just this episode alone. No. If you have, I haven't noticed. <laughs> Becca, why are you so funny? That wasn't funny. It was <laughs> the funny. The silence was funny. <laughs> it's very funny. It's comedic timing is what it is. Perfect joke delivery. I think the song I think the song just rocks. The song When I'm at my most in love, it fucks. <laughs> um Yeah, it just rocks. <laughs> <laughs> all right track eight uh, let's call it off this is the song where they both sing this is what i was gonna say is that they have their voices together have on on earth the you have are they even harmonizing yeah. or is it just their voices i think a couple times i feel like bjorn goes a little lower than peter but it there's something about these two men's voices together that it's like oh it's so beautiful and yeah, the song is this steel drums, right? Oh, the song is steel drums. Yes. Yeah. Love love the use of the steel drum in the song. Yeah. It's really beautiful. When you decided to knock on my door. <laughs> Actually, um, well, one of the like bonus tracks is a remix of this song by Girl Talk, <laughs> and it's really good. Ooh, I didn't listen to that. It like but... really like it's like has me dancing already but then like the girl talk remix is like she starts freak dancing listeners <laughs> <laughs> okay wow um, yeah i mean it's a solid song yeah it's really good let's go the whole thing off it's kind of funky yeah it is it's funky yeah or it's a like oh sorry those mid two thousand songs are like there no no white man was afraid to make a, a funk song in that era. It's all because of Daft Punk. Um, it really probably is. Or as in the song Exploder episode, he kept saying things were groovy. <laughs> yes. Groovy. Uh, it's um, holding on. We just have had enough of us. Bam. Wow, I am so hot right now. Yeah, I'm also sweating. That other window, man, the bird window is really saving my life. Well, it is windy as fuck, and it's also really cold today. You know, I truly miss the South and how the weather makes absolutely no sense here. Like, yesterday it was like 73 and beautiful, and today it's windy and 60, like... That's yeah. I love talking. Every day about is that. random. You really don't. <laughs> you really don't know what you're gonna get until you get up out of bed. 
Or if I you're like song... me and you check the weather every night and day. Okay. Well, I do it every night to see if I need to bring my tortoise inside. Okay. You try to make it sound like I don't care about the weather. Oh, my God. Uh, calm down, sir. I'm sorry. Something, it's, like, it's hitting a peak with me right now where everyone, when you own a tortoise, everyone... <laughs> When you own a tortoise, this is gonna sound so crazy. I tweeted about this. This feels when like you, a Real Housewives confessional <laughs> moment right here. When you own a tortoise, the culture around people telling you how to raise your tortoise is so toxic. Everyone thinks they know better. Like the I so f- famously, I've had this tortoise for like basically four years now, which is a long time, and it's just like so many people just like refer to her as like a turtle that like I like colloquially will be like yeah she's a big turtle when people are talking to me about it and this guy okay so the issue the rub i will get to the point fast and then we'll move right the fuck on but this guy was walking by the house the other night and he goes i was outside like watering my plants and he was like where'd the tortoise go and i was like oh i like moved her from the front yard into the backyard it's just safer she should be back there but the fence fell down and i like, gave him like the whole spiel and he's like she's really cool and i was like yeah she's a really big turtle and he goes she's not a turtle she's a tortoise and i'm like i know that crickets okay i'm just like you can't you can't tell me that my tortoise is a tortoise i obviously know that i'm just like let me make a joke about her being a turtle okay carl like, you but know. you live in southport north carolina <sighs> i know um i thought you were gonna go into like on instagram people are trying to tell you how to raise your tortoise oh that is the thing you want me to go into that because okay. every time i, well, post I know a picture... it's a thing because all of the dogs i follow on instagram the owners are constantly having to like explain themselves because yeah, people it's crazy. come after them like so fast. They're like, Dude, yeah, people, I know. Like, oh. People are addicted. They're like, oh my God, she's pyramiding. She looks unhealthy. That's so bad. I'm like, she, I got her. She, her shell had already pyramided. The first like two or three years of a tortoise's life is when that shit really is like, at, it's they're, they're they're most susceptible and she was a rescue so like of course she's gonna have some pyramiding it's whatever if i let her burrow a lot of that pyramiding would get worn down because she'd be fucking digging and it'd be like her shell would be hitting dirt all the time and it'd be like getting worn down like any other thing but i don't let her burrow because it gets too cold here sometimes and i don't want her to be underground at night when it's in the fucking 30s like you know i don't want to have to go sit out there with a heating lamp for an hour while i bait her out of her hole and bring her inside god this rant is not <laughs> fun but it is real I'm just like people stop telling me how to raise my tortoise like until your until your hall bathroom tub tub's drain is clogged because it's full of tortoise shit you can't talk to me about how to raise her yeah okay I'm doing everything right people need to chill the fuck out yeah it's crazy okay let's call it off I love Which this song I think it rocks it, yeah it rocks and speaking of chilling the fuck out the next song track number nine is called The Chills mm-hmm. apparently they can't really play this song as it is on the album live I could see that it has really crazy percussion stuff going on I love the vibe of this song it's like <laughs> it's like Radiohead meets Shout Out Louds with like a little bit of a Tokyo Police Club. Oh, I didn't really think about it in that lane, but yeah, it is kind of in that lane. I think it's just like that keyboard tone. Anytime you hear it, I just like think of Tokyo Police Club because it's like in their songs. Um, 
What do you think about this song? I think the song is really cool. I think it's weird. I think it's probably, quote unquote, the weirdest song on this record. Would you agree? Mm, maybe. Is there one off the top of your head you think is weirder? I don't consider any of these songs weird. Okay, well. I think not... the shit that like Graham listens to is weird. Oh, okay. I don't think what Graham listens to is music, so therefore... <laughs> <laughs> We're viewing this on a curve. The song is cool. It's creepy to me. I think this kind of actually, famously, I feel like on this podcast, we love to connect dots from release to release. I personally do. I think that this song kind of paved the way for like where they were heading. I feel like Living Thing uses a lot of these sounds. And it's like more sparse like this. Yeah, I like... I So I think like the verses are kind of creepy. And they're very... Uh, just like sparsed out like your tongue is sharp but I miss the taste of it and then it's like and then it's like instrumentals and like each verse is like just like two lines like that but then it's like Mm -hmm. your fear is crowded and there is still and it like goes into like that pretty Mm-hmm. which those lines are good your fear is crowding and there's still no place for someone like me to fill yeah that's fucking poetry ho also the sound just like the is like yeah. the chills like i associate that sound with chills and i wish i knew what it was it's not like maraca it's so reverby i don't know probably just with like a shit ton of reverb on it they I whatever they they use like really good analog reverb sounds that are not like shitty digital reverb and not I feel like that. Wow, you can itself. tell the difference. Can't you? No. I feel like digital reverb has like a really disgusting audio quality to it. Unfortunately, I use the shit out of it, but it's just like it. F- excuse me. It like fizzles in like a yucky way. I. I just hate the discussion of, like, analog versus digital. (laughs) Okay, well, this record in general is incredibly warm sounding, so I just associate it with, like, analog sounds. Anyway, I think the song fucking rocks. Um, yeah, it rocks. Okay. I'm getting, like, hotter and hotter every Yeah, we're gonna... Yeah, I pass out here. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) (laughs) listeners she's sweating her face is red she's drenched Uh, she's taking off her shirt because it's so hot my bangs will stick up no they're not greasy enough i cut them last night they look good i think i did a good job thank you yeah most definitely queen they look great can't wait to they look great uh (laughs) are you gonna bleach your head off no i want to but money Many. Um, all right, track 10, roll the credits. I definitely, when I was listening to this record earlier today, I was like, okay, last song. And then I looked and there were two more. And I was like, oh. I know, this should be the last song. <laughs> yeah, I feel like famously, if you name a song, roll the credits, it's got to be the last song. And, then, and also, this would be a great way to end the album. Yes. I I love this song. It makes me cry sometimes. Oh my God, does it? Like, ugh. Those vocals sound like so sad and desperate. And then like, it just makes you sigh. You're just like, 
And also, today I realized it's called Roll the Credits, and also the instrumentation is literally, like, rolling along the whole time. Oh, yeah, the drums are definitely rolling along. But also the stringy stuff. They're just like... Oh, yeah, they're... Oh, wow, this song is beautiful. Yeah. Sorry, listeners, I'm listening to it. Let's take the easy way out. Let's move away for good. Let's pull the have, curtains down and leave. Have you ever, um, or have you listened to, this is not like going to be anything groundbreaking, but um, this does have such strong closing track vibes. I was going to say it reminds me of the closing track on Happiness Hours by the Sidekicks. Have you listened to that record? No. Oh. It has that same vibe where it's kind of like the same thing the whole time and you're like getting a look into the narrator psyche it's cool kind of like stream of consciousness vibes cool i like the line she's stepping on my shoes <laughs> and i couldn't want it more i just said i mean cool yeah but it was like in a like really dismissive but that's because i'm sweating my ass off right now okay well becca <laughs> turn on the fan, I have a fan. get a fan <laughs> Also, that adds background noise, and I can't have that. Oh, my God. I'm about to open the window back up and let the birds speak. It's going to fly in there. Oh, my God. I don't have screens, so maybe she will. Okay. Okay, roll the credits. What do you think about this song? I think it rocks. I think it's. I think everything you've said about it is so damn true, and I think that it is just... <laughs> It's just a really solid, beautiful song. I think the song fucks. Do you? Yeah, I just said it. I. Oh my god! I can't believe we're fighting on this app. <laughs> I think I what I was saying before you rudely so dismissed my observation that she's stepping on my shoes and I couldn't want it more. That is such a cute line. Yeah, she's like a big orchestra playing my tiny tune. Bitch. Yeah, actually, the song fucks. I agree. Mm-hmm. Okay, track 11. Track 11. Track 11's called Poor Cow. I seriously, I know this record, but I'm doing the bad thing where I have to listen to a little bit of um, it. Um, if there is a song I would skip on this album, it would be this song. It's it's not bad. Um, I just wish roll the credits is where the album should end. Um, yeah, this song is just like it's very slow. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it definitely has like a vibe from like I think there's like it's taking on some other person's kind of songwriting. Is it like I don't want to say like a Bob Dylan-y approach, but like someone like that, like some sixties seventies songwriter. The way the the we don't need them anymore. The way that resolves is so cute. What is there's a word? Oh, partis participate. <laughs> I always remember the way they say that. Um, I still can't participate. Um, although the lines, I do like the lines. And when I die, the angels will try to count all my belongings to measure my worth. Pure gold, solid dirt to see if I'm worth keeping. 
That is very good. But the house I rent and the car I drive, I'm sorry, but they ain't mine. Oh. Yeah, we kind of take a turn towards like a song about capitalism. <laughs> God, only like a verse or two. Sure. Oh, actually, the opening line talking about the dollar strong again. Yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love Peter Bjorn and John's anti-capitalistic anthem, Poor Cow. When they live in Sweden and get like free healthcare. Oh, man, must be nice. Must be fucking nice. Um, I think, I actually think Poor Cow is fine. Okay, wow. On an album with so many songs that fuck, Becca has a song she thinks is just fine. Yeah, I, I would usually skip this song. It's just it's gonna, too slow for me. Yeah, it moves at a slow rate in general. It reveals itself really slowly, and that's... Eh. Eh. After a song like Roll the Credits, why? Yeah. Why? Why do you do that? Why? Why do you do that? So that's technically the closing track, is it not? No, Ancient Curse. Oh, okay. There's a bunch of different versions of this album. Again, it was released in a whole other country before it released in the U.S. I think on the wiki, it says Poor Cow is the closing track, but I know Ancient Curse, and it says that that's on the U.S. version. Yeah, that's how it is in my iTunes. Okay, so let's talk about Ancient Curse. Um, I actually love this song. I used it in a project in college i think it was my intro to film class and we had to shoot footage on film on an old bolex camera i think it was and i used this as like the soundtrack i used this song because it's all in like the film was all in like black and white and i was like oh this just like goes with the mood yeah it kind of has a bit of a spooky vibe oh i love it i just love the vibe the vibe it's kind of sexy. It's like dark. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I want to get to the chorus real fast. They love. Um, you turn me on, but the problems turn me off. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, those are great lines. Is, uh, yeah. Also, Bjorn singing in his beautiful, beautiful, beautiful monotone voice. They love a like muted, plucked bass sound. They love to put that palm. They love to put their palm on that fucking bridge and just still be playing that bass. It sounds beautiful. Yeah. They, I, I think ultimately, like it just boils down to the fact that this band picks really interesting, like percussive sounds. Yeah. Like even even the bass is like very percussive in this song. It's like they they're very focused. They're very rhythm heavy, which is very cool. And this is like like roll the credits is like a nice like close the curtain on this relationship, but then ancient curse comes back and is like when you're mad and you're just yeah. like looking back and you're like, "Oh, why did I ever like enter this relationship with you like don't get me wrong now but we were doomed from the start it's getting dark now should have known uh should have known why yeah really i like i also just as someone who has spoken at length about the fact that they believe they're cursed with an ancient curse i (laughs) i think this is how it feels sometimes so 
Wow. I think this is... The song rocks. The song fucks. Becca, I'm addicted. Okay. <laughs> I literally... I'm living for this. You know that... Uh, there was, like, some social media trend where it was, like, name, like, your top five albums that, like, are most important or, like, influenced your life or just, mm-hmm. like, you. This is one of them. Oh, Becca. I can't believe I... I didn't know this about you. I just picked this at random. <laughs> Lizard, she's making an iconic face. It's all teeth. Toothy grin vibes. That's like when I laugh, it's all just teeth. Dude, I literally... My teeth are the most prominent part of my face. My top teeth are literally always out. They're so white. Though. They they get so much sun. They couldn't be yellow if they tried. Does the sun whiten your no. teeth? <laughs> You're like I'm, at the beach, like laying out, just like. <laughs> Me personally, yeah. <laughs> they just they're always they're always out. <laughs> it's crazy. You you honestly wouldn't even guess I have bottom teeth. But also, I am in this. I have this weird sickness where I think my bottom teeth actually look like top teeth. It's this whole thing. I can't get into it right now. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. You never had braces either. No. Blessed. Well, I think that that's actually. I think that would have helped. Also, my teeth used to be way gappier, but my wisdom teeth are oh, coming in sideways, and it's it's closing the gap. Yeah, I found a pic of me, a soccer pic from when I was in like probably seventh grade and my teeth are like so far apart, it's insane. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Wow, okay. My teeth are brown and... uh, No, they're not brown. Still wearing a retainer. Shout out. Listen. They are brown. I think if I... Well, okay, the gag is that my teeth are actually... My whole head is kind of like crooked vibes but my teeth like my head goes like my head goes hold on let me think it goes this direction it's like rounded to this side so it goes to the right but my teeth go to the left it's interesting they're all at an angle they're all like sideways i I basically look like salvador dolly drew me (laughs) okay becca's not living for this um this internal neurosis on my physical appearance. So we'll get to <laughs> the end of the album. Beck, is there anything else you want to say other than the fact that this is so formative for you? <laughs> um, no. Also, it is funny that this album is so formative for me, but I thought Peter Bjorn was one person and John was the <laughs> second person. And I did not realize it was three of them. Um, that is so funny. It's just the music was way more important than the people. <laughs> like, I never really, like, looked into the band itself. I was just too obsessed with the songs on this album. I'm reading the wiki and they're talking about how Gimme Some, the album mm-hmm. with the thumbs on it, is like an, an intentional attempt to write an album that could be played live. I'm like, oh, that's cool. That is also a very good album. I love that album. We'll have to I, review it. Maseem Macabre is a song I literally listen to all the time. What do you want to say about this album? I just think it's really good. And I think it's honestly... It's honestly... It's like pros and cons for me because it's like it's sad. I feel stupid for having forgotten how good it was as she takes a 
big, beautiful sip of wine. I feel stupid for having forgotten how good it was for so long, but it's I only forgot how good it was because everything else after this has also been really amazing, and I've been, like, enraptured with that. So I know it's, like, pros and cons. They're, like, they're very good. They're good bands. Yeah, Great bands. they hold up. This album holds up. If you haven't listened to this, uh, listeners, I implore you to go and listen to it. Um, it's Gold Star Indie Rock. Yeah. I mean, I'm shrugging my shoulders and making a face. Yeah. But this is not a I, visual. Yeah, uh, podcasting. Podcast. Famous visual medium. <laughs> I'm so hot and like I have drank a glass of wine and like <laughs> you can tell by now. All right, you ready? Let's do some final verdict and let's get the fuck out into the beautiful, cool air. Oh my God. You ready? <laughs> yeah. One, two, three. It fucks. it fucks. It fucks. It just fucks. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. um can't wait to go to amsterdam again and just play the song amsterdam on repeat (laughs) it worked when you're 15 it'll definitely work when you're 30 (sighs) (sighs) wow i love this album okay thanks for listening to it rockstar it sucks she's What is this beautiful music? It's the remix. It's the Girl Talk remix. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Becca literally played us out on that song. All right, thanks for listening to it. Rockstart sucks. Bye. Bye. I wish I knew how to say bye in Swedish. It Rocks or It Sucks is produced and edited by Becca High and Carl Kuhn. It's mixed and mastered by Becca High. You can follow the pod on Instagram or Twitter at It Rocks or It Sucks. Thanks for listening and feel free to like, follow, rate, review, share, do whatever you want. Bye. <laughs>